0: Welcome to Talkin' Star Wars. The Force is with you, young Skywalker. you are not a Jedi yet. Join
1: your hosts, Robin Vogt and Scott Inch, as they explore all aspects. I see your point, sir. I suggest a new strategy, you? Let the book in.
0: <laughs> from a
1: galaxy far, far away.
0: Laugh it up, Fuzzball. I've been waiting for
1: you be long. We meet again at hey
0: guys, how's it going? It's Robin Vogt from the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network. And tonight on Talking Star Wars, sitting across from me over in Japan, is Mr. David Hackerson himself. David, how's it going tonight? And thank you for joining Talking Star Wars.
1: Oh, it's, it's going great um yeah it's good to be here I had a we had a nice uh sushi dinner out tonight so that was pretty nice
0: what was it specifically that got you into Star Wars
1: that's a really hard question because I just remember it always being around my house and if anything maybe probably because my parents I know my my dad mentioned that they him and my mom went and saw the first episode four when they were when they had just first started dating after high school and so I think they just when the home videos came out they got them and they put them on and then I just for some reason I always grabbed gravitated towards it and i had older cousins who were really into it so i think maybe kind of looking up to them and wanting to play with them i i got into it as well and remember having some of the original kenner toys uh we had like the obi-wan kenobi with the lightsaber in the arm and that came out and those i just thought they were the coolest things and i had a darth vader case to put the toys in and so yeah it started right when i was a young kid and it never really went away
0: yeah that's the beauty of the star wars universe is that we always find our own little thing our little niche within the universe that gets us going and gets us talking and everything and one thing I know about you David is you do not hold back when it comes to Star Wars you've been tweeting out in, in Japanese which has been great it's been a great way for fans not just here in the United States to be exposed to something different but also to the Japanese fans in Star Wars you know it's it's very very cool that you're able to do that and share your love of Star Wars that way specifically now my next question for you is specifically around you as a Star Wars fan if people needed to know one thing about you as a Star Wars fan what would that be for example Sometimes, you know, people like Jar Jar Binks and they like to, you know, talk about that openly and everything as a Star Wars fan. But what's one thing about you as a Star Wars fan that you like to grasp onto? If
1: I had to nail it down to one, I'd probably say that Qui-Gon Jinn is the most important Jedi in history because I remember um, 99 was my senior high school and went to see Phantom Menace and I was devastated that he, he was such an amazing character. And that was just something he had his own his man to march to the beat of own drum and for him to be to lose everything at the end and just not be able to carry on with what he felt was his uh, mission that had been appointed to him by the force i really think that yeah if i had to tell people one thing yeah (laughs) qui-gon
0: i don't blame you qui-gon jinn is probably one of my most favorite jedi as well very underrated character in the star wars universe um i know well obviously with you being a star wars fan and being a fan of qui-gon now that i know that now that star wars fans know that there's something interesting about qui-gon jinn that i think a lot of people miss out on and it's that he was able to do things that not other jedi were able to he didn't really believe in necessarily the jedi order itself he was somebody who wanted to strand away and look at the natural aspect of the force and really bring in the true meaning of what it was to be—not just necessarily a Jedi, but a Force user in many ways.
1: Yeah, I think I think so too. Like, um, it's really what you said there is uh, made really manifest. I think in the very first conversation we see in Phantom Menace when Obi Wan and Qui Gon are waiting for the dignitaries of the Trade Federation, and how Obi Wan brings up, "Well, Master Yoda says this," and then Qui Gon just pretty much—everybody I mean, knows Master Yoda is considered by many to be the end-all authority of Force matters and everything the Jedi Council. Qui-Gon just like without even flinching just goes yeah but you also need to keep your mind up here and now mm. and those things are important but without saying it directly he, he's basically implying to Obi-Wan you cannot always hold to a dogmatic approach and just do things because you've been told to do it that way you have to think about it yourself question it and then what you find what you feel the force is telling you the right thing to do do it and within that one little not even one minute exchange we already get a really good impression of how he approaches the force how he views the Jedi order and how he's been trying to get Obi-Wan to come over to his side and see things his way but right then you already see Obi-Wan's kind of set up to to fail in his approach to Anakin because he's locked within that that dogmatic structure and maybe if Qui-Gon had lived a little longer he could have gotten Obi-Wan out of that but we never got to see that happen.
0: Absolutely that's one of those things within the Star Wars universe that would have been nice to have seen however as we know as we move closer with Star Wars The Last Jedi obviously Lucasfilm making all these announcements alongside Disney about standalone films and everything else that would be a fascinating Story to see play out. Just some of the Qui-Gon Jinn Obi-Wan journeys in some way. I don't. I don't know if it'll ever happen, like you say, but it would be something really cool to see play out um, in this universe. Now you, we mentioned the word Jedi here. Obviously, yesterday we got the big, big news: a teaser trailer to Star Wars the last jedi one of the things i wanted to ask you about david specifically what is your reaction to the last jedi teaser trailer and man it really did pack a punch
1: yeah it it did pack a punch i was uh i was like i I told you earlier i was so preoccupied with like trying to just absorb everything and then regurgitate that out in japanese to explain it to people i had to go back and watch it a couple more times but my first impression i think everything really hit me hard at the end with uh what luke said about how it's time for the jedi to end and i've been kind of thinking that the way they we're going and we'd seen hints of it in the clone wars we'd seen hints of it in rebels that they're finally gonna really go deep and explore the force and you know another thing that luke said um it's so much what do you say it's so much bigger
0: yeah it's oh, so much bigger yeah
1: and he's kind of implying that he realized that the jedi perception of the force and maybe everything that he had been taught up to that point was so limited and when he took a step back and brought in his scope he was almost seems like he was overwhelmed and so his sense of being overwhelmed really uh was conveyed quite well through the trailer and that was pretty much hit me hard and left me overwhelmed
0: yeah absolutely i think you and many other star wars fans are very you know not necessarily taken back by that comment but it's like wow luke must have really experienced something in his solitude it's very similar to obi-wan on tatooine where he explored the force in a very different way and we got that shot in the trailer and i'm curious to hear your thoughts on this david of what it looks like to be inside the force tree sitting on a shelf and ray of course puts her hand on one of those books and on it what looks to be the original Jedi Order symbol. And I did some research and it looks similar to the gray Jedi logo that we've seen play out in the Old Republic and in other forms of Star Wars. What are your thoughts on that? Because just looking inside of a tree and seeing a bookshelf, that's not your average library in there.
1: No, I mean, especially when you think of all the technology and stuff, the last time we saw any type of archives was at the Jedi Temple. And you have like this really sophisticated, highly technological thing where everything is stored and looks like the dis- digital databanks in here and inside this forestry, tree, you have something very organic in written paper. I mean, from what it looks like when we really got that brief shot, like, it's partly decayed. And another thing that instantly came to my mind, this may be because I was a historian major what knows what if it's in a language that neither read way- Luke can read because it's really that it could be thousands of uh, years old and maybe then Galactic Standard or whatever language was spoken was different from what they're speaking there now and could have been written in a different script. We don't know and so we don't know if Luke has been able to even break the tip of the iceberg of that knowledge because he may not even be able to read it. So there was just so many, so many things just went r- racing through my mind when I just saw that brief shot of all those books and the potential knowledge that was waiting to be accessed.
0: Those books sitting there maybe they've been touched, maybe they have Maybe that tree has existed for thousands and thousands of years. Maybe Yoda has visited it. I think there's a lot of theories out there, and that's going to be the beauty, David. You and I and everybody here at the Podcast Network and a lot of the Star Wars fans, we get to break down this trailer and do a bunch of theorizing. David, one of the things I know on your social media is, of course, those beautiful, beautiful cherry blossoms that you're always posting. And I have to admit, if fans visit your social media sites, they can see these awesome, awesome shots. And I love, I just love going on there and you include a clone trooper next to your shots. How did you get started (laughs) with that? I mean, it's just so cool.
1: Um, Yeah, this is, uh, well, the cherry blossom season is is something that's really special Uh, every year. I mean, depending on how the weather works out in the winter, sometimes it starts late March or... Usually it's late March to the beginning of April, and there's a temple right behind my house, and it has this really beautiful Weeping Willow style tree. And So a couple of years ago, I I wanted, I was trying to think of a way to share that with some friends and family back home. So I started on Facebook doing this daily update because it's so fast. It's like only like a two and a half, three week period. And you see the tree go from nothing to full bloom, and then all the blossoms are gone and it's fully covered in green leaves and it's just a tiny three-week span so I decided it'd be cool to track that every day with like a visual, di- visual diary of photos and just put up little comments how things are progressing or any, any type of thought I had about that day and the longer I've been here in Japan the one one Japanese word that really has taken a whole nother level of meaning for me is this word called hakanai or in the noun form hakanasa and it's hard to translate it to English per se but it, it uh it means like fleeting or intransient. this uh just like flow everything is always in present tense and it's changing at each moment. So now is now and two seconds ago is is done, gone forever. And the Blossoms really convey that really well. When you look at the photos, I I always love each year, I've done this, I think four or five years now, to go back and take, put all the pictures together and just like watch it in progression. So it's a a beautiful thing that, and the reason I I put the Clone Trooper in with this is that the Clone Troopers, much like the Cherry Blossoms, have a very short lifespan. Um, their, Their existence was very fleeting in a sense because like the Cherry Blossoms, cherry blossoms don't fall off the tree when they become decayed and brown they fall off the tree when they're still beautiful white with those nicely hues of pink on the edges Mm -hmm. and just like that the clone troopers many of them unfortunately died in battle at the height of their life and when they're in their most i guess in a soldier sense most perfect state and so i thought that was a really cool connection between the two and the parallels of the quick life cycle, how they would fall at their most beautiful state, most perfect state, and so I thought it would be good to put the two together and have a little fun fun with that on a whole bunch of different levels.
0: <laughs> you know, and that's one thing I have to say, Star Wars fans, people who are part of the Brick City Blockade podcast network, and a lot of our fans as well, we always send them your way because, like you just said, there's very poetic. There are some similarities in terms of the natural way of life. When things go, they go for a reason, and when we can make connections to those things, we have to kind of run with it in that way and kind of embrace that not just as star wars fans but as human beings in many Mm -hmm. many different ways
1: too too often especially nowadays with the way the world is and how everything is so fast and rapid fire we forget to take a breath and just sit for a second and just like luke said at the beginning of the trailer he's like just breathe and you, you just breathe and then what do you see and so every day i made a point no matter how busy i was to go out there take those pictures and pause and just something little like that can really help to get the whole day lined up and get your mind in the right perspective. So it's a very important thing.
0: <laughs> well, Mr. David Hackerson, I know you like to listen to the podcast network. It's a little thing we like to call plug time.
1: Plug time. Well, they can find me uh Twitter at Norsk Akiruno. That might be a bit hard to remember, just at N-O-R-S-K for Norsk for Norwegian, because that's where all my family originally came from 100 years ago. And then Akiruno is my city here in in Western Tokyo, A-K-I-R-U-N-O. So North not You should just put that in Twitter and you'll probably, probably find me there. So yeah, that's the quickest way to find me.
0: And that's the best way to find them because you'll see those beautiful, beautiful cherry blossom photos with the clone trooper there anytime you want to see them. You guys can follow me over on Twitter at MrVoteTweets. Make sure to head on over to Instagram, follow me over there and make sure to subscribe to the Brick City Blockade podcast network on iTunes and make sure to check out BrickCityBlockade.com for everything happening in a galaxy far, far away. For Mr. Hackerson, this is Robin Vote of the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network, and we'll see you soon. May the Force be with you, always.